0: And we're alive. hi guys welcome to the episode of the sportsman podcast i'm your host david and good morning on this beautiful monday morning well it's beautiful it is always gonna be a beautiful morning but um as it stands it's not beautiful being a sportsman <laughs> actually i've just seen after yesterday's results i mean seeing arsenal win at chelsea yesterday um didn't really fill me with a lot of joy <laughs> didn't feel the love joy and then ending the deal with Spurs losing to Liverpool. I mean, the manner of the defeat was what made it really um, hard to take, you know. Knowing that it was very, very much avoidable, which has been the theme of all the defeats that Spurs have suffered this season, you know, so far, if you look at the way the season has gone. And yeah, and um, something interesting happened over the weekend um, a betting um, scandal has um, played Br- Um Ivan um, Tony. I've been Tony, um, I think he's under investigation so he didn't even play the game in Brentford and Nottingham Forest over the, over the weekend. Well I want to just make one of that in clear with the sports team of clear. the reason I started this pod was, um, it's a place for me to just come vent, you know, just to pour out all my thoughts and then be, be clear. So it's more like a therapy session for me, <laughs> every weekend, you know, because whenever a sports game ends, I have a lot of things bottled up inside I really want to just pour out and I have no way to talk to and, and obviously if you talk to him it's, it's gonna be a back and forth but with the football side, you know, with this I can just whoa, and then just free my mind, you know? But let's let's them to this episode. <laughs> and we begin our our journey at um, Nottingham Forest, um this game between Brentford and Nottingham Forest this game and in to, to draw. Goals, um, there was an own goal from a long goal in this picture, though. And uh, Jorgensen or uh, Morgan Gibbs White scoring first, the collider from um Boemo, and then um, visa, Johan visa scoring to make it 2 1. Then, um, there's a, like a last minute goal from a Brentford defender to make it a 2 2 draw. It's quite it was quite an even game. The position starts were quite similar, not, not very similar though, 57 to 53 percent, but it's quite close. But um, Nottingham Forest seemed to really dominate a lot more in terms of the shots and the um the shots they created they even had more on target so even on paper you would probably say um, Nottingham Forest deserved you know the result but then you, know, you get what you you get what you deserve i think the the, the equalizer was eventually going to happen when you look at the stats that the match they the, the start of the match the next one is wolves and brighton and wolves losing this game 3-2 it was very interesting that that wolves lost this game Cause um, what okay? What is interesting is this. I mean, their record is bad at the moment. I don't think they've. I don't have. I don't think they've announced their new manager yet. I will check. I think they have. I think I saw something along those lines. I don't know if they, if Lopetego is the one. I think it's the one they're trying to get. Yeah, Lopetego is their new manager. Um, just confirmed. It's their new manager is announced over the weekend. So I I didn't I didn't watch this entire game. I didn't really observe to know if he actually took charge of this game. I only saw the highlights here and there. from the highlights I saw. Well, I'd, listen, bright. Let, let me just talk about Brighton because I think they're the ones I have a lot more information on than Wolves, and I would just think I will just have to give them credit for this game. Not only did they deserve this win, I think they played played really well from from what I saw, really really well in this game. And listen, the this he was their manager. When his his start was quite slow, but when you watch Brighton in those games they didn't win, you would know that they were signs. For example, the 3-3 draw at Anfield in his first game. They were 3 nil up. I think 2 nil up. And Liverpool came back 2-1. It became 3-1. Then it came 3-3 draw. That had to come Even in that game. They gave Liverpool a game, right? And that sort of reminded people that, Listen, if you get at Liverpool, you have a chance to be able to to win this game. And in, in that game, you could see signs. Even the game against Spurs that they lost. You know, you could see signs that, yeah, they're going to get it right eventually. And since then, they haven't looked back. The, the, one, the, the game against Chelsea was a proper... Statement that they sent out and then going to Wolves and winning this game two was very proper. I mean mitoma and their recruitment has been sound And listen, I, I know people, people want to to talk about and, and if you want to give credit to the manager, that's fine But I think I would have to give credit to, to Brighton the way they've run their club, you know Going back to the time of Chris hutton as their manager Chris Hutton who was their manager their style of play was very different from what they currently have when they brought in potter so they they went out and said okay we're gonna change you have a change of a change of style change of plan we were up in the league but we we want to maintain our status right we want to have a style we want to have this they want to have an identity right and that's what they've done i think they, they're not the first team i'm seeing trying to do something like this I think it was the the Swans, the other Swans, came up with that identity. They, they had a style. They came, even when they came up in the league, they were still playing with that style. They were playing in with the identity passing, you know, a lot of that. But I think Swansea's problems was more of in the transfer market side, recruitment side. Where the that's where they sort of struggled. Recruitment side is where they struggled. Where they were not bringing in players enough. Players, they just they just weren't doing enough. But they had that foundation right in terms of how they played. Fast forward to currently with Brighton, I think what they've done really well, they've gotten right is the recruitment side of, it, of things where look at their signings and how much they've been able to command for the players they've been able to push out and then to be able to bring in players Assist- I think there's a, there's a, there's a they are beginning to have seen their teeth in the South American market If you look at Caicedo for example now, they brought in Caicedo right? Moses Caicedo there's another south american player i can't remember his name I remember his name right now they are currently linked when they're about to re- recruit probably in general he's going to join and if you look at mitoma mitoma scored mitoma was even good in the game against Spurs. i think he was good in the game as liverpool so mitoma is somebody they brought in and even before that game also in that game he played yeah he actually looked good if you look at the games that he has actually played he has looked good that's a player to look out for i think he played wing back for them over the weekend but he's actually a winger mode mold him and mold him and then he becomes really good now if you look at Leandro Trossard currently Trossard also, I when, remember when he was at Bright, when he joined, at that period when he was first he was like, ah this guy looks good but it's not really good, he's not, he looks very average but now this season he has grown into his role, and he has looked really good he has looked the part, Leandro Trossard has looked the part already so with Mitomo, it's someone that, you, that you're thinking, okay is this the guy that is gonna, they're going to groom to replace Trossard because that's what it's looking like right now Because Reminds me so much when surface has joined and, all that. and even Thomas uh, so, so far he has looked good as he, since he has joined So Brighton's recruitment is one thing that you have to you have to really applaud you know not just not just the fact that they've brought in players and they've, they've sold not the fact that they've sold well they've brought in players Besides that there was Tarek Lampty they've brought in right and even if even Lampty's injury they've been able to play around it and find a way even when it's not available then look at louis dunk right their center back i think he has been there longer than even potter and then we need to find way. i don't really know much about louis Dunk's history before he joined brighton but you, you you just when you just watch them you just know that they know what they're doing and even when they lost graham potter they went in and got a manager with sort of a similar identity and i would i would i was quite i was i want to i would like to ask myself I, if rather, what i think Joe i do not think that um potter DJB, I don't think the recruitment side, they are the ones, hand, they are the ones hand, I don't think if those guys even went out and said they want to get players, I don't think they would even do as good a job as we would expect if they were bringing in these guys. If you get what I'm saying, because um, if you look at the work they've done, the recruitment side, there's a sense of continuity. DJB is coming in, the players who are playing are still able to just fit in easily without anybody trying to relearn the style and all that. So it's like they have a parallel manager they want and they go get it. And if you ask me so far, DJB looks like an improvement on Potter. It's not like, I mean, not only have they, they, I mean, looking at the fact that they've made too much money off Chelsea I mean, the amount of money they got for Korea, they've got into now reinvest in the squad And I think so far, it looks like me is the one playing there <laughs> It was Trossard playing there, but look, I think they brought in x ex to oh he's actually their main guy though but they've already replaced him already far cheaper and they've invested that money they've kept that money in and probably invested elsewhere if you look at how they've done conducted and done their business i would say well they've looked good they've done well you know <laughs> and now they've got money off for, for potter too so like, they're, in good, they're in good hands and Manchester vs chelsea fulham here uh, manzi winning this game 2-1 and i remember why, why why these games of interest to me is um already it's an interest to me anyways it's sort of interest is not only did they they got a, they got sent this guy got sent off cancelo got sent off got a red card but why it's funny is because um i remember having this debate some weeks ago with some of my friends right and then we're arguing i was talking about how cancelo i think there's three options right cancelo trends and um and Rich uh, James right and I said Cancelo is I was we talking about who is better but the, point of, the what I'm bringing this point of is this right is I said Cancelo defensively isn't very good and then they argued that he was I was like he isn't and then they argued and argued and argued and it's funny that the last two three matches have shown, proven me right they are lost against Liverpool where Cancelo was <laughs> they lost against Liverpool and then they loss yes they, they, they win, the red card I mean it's common sense I know it's, it sounds. I, I know people will say, oh, you're not in situation, you don't know what to do. Well, I would, and it's common sense. You are the home team, you are far better than Fulham. First of all, if he's the last man already, let him score. I think Guadula even said the same thing. Just let him score. You will win. You have 65 minutes more. There's no way you won't score and win that game, Man City. Just let him score. Just you know, just let him score the goal. Once he scores, you regroup and you replay, replay. And at the end of the game, you have Haaland on the bench, you have players on the bench. Just let him score. You will get your day. He didn't he went and then tried to do a shoulder to shoulder and then he didn't walk he ended up you know barging behind him behind him, Pereira. i think it's Pereira. then he ended up scoring 1-1 one, one, and the red card and fulham were obviously giving Man City game playing very well and then the bro in Haaland, and he scored though it was offside but he ended up winning the penalty now the penalty is very controversial when you look at or come to the one event i'm talking about later when you look at the penalty that wasn't given that wasn't given for sport. And you look at the penalty that Fulham, that Man City got, and the, to win that game, it makes you question consistently But listen, I've always belonged to the school of thoughts. I'm, I'm never going to come here. Listen, if you lose a game, it's not because of the referee. And on another thing, oh, that's one two, Football fans saying that referees are out to get their team, it is not true. There is until everybody agrees that there is general incompetence that should be fixed because everybody is thinking that it's their side that is only being unfairly treated I'm saying no there is incompetence in the Premier League in general it's not to one team it's incompetence this Man you're seeing now that they won this game now with the penalty there could be another game in the future where they may end up having a referee decision go against them and everyone say, Oh, referees are to get, and their fans will think referees are how to get them. Which you see what I'm talking about. Everybody thinks referees are to get them, and it is not true. There is just general incompetence Some fans just hold on to it so much, and maybe because they have a very loud fan base, they can parrot that narrative so much, regurgitate it so much that um people media will pick up on it and then people will begin to believe it. But if you actually look closely, you figure that they, actually it's not the case. Referees do not, I repeat, do not favor any specific team they're just generally incompetent. And yeah, that's just, just my, my take on that one. Though. But Man City winning this game, they went back top of the league that day. And then um, the next game here was, and I, I think, at the same time. It was at the same time. Let's kick off. Sorry, at the same time, there was Leeds versus Bournemouth at the same time. Now Leeds coming back to win this game four three. Bournemouth were three one up. I find it. This is the second consecutive week that Bournemouth have thrown away the lead. I find it amusing that they just didn't learn from last week. You know, two goes up or is it that they're just generally not that good two goes up and then you don't end up winning for the second to the week I mean it's, maybe they're just bad maybe they're just not good and you know Leeds just were just enough and Somerville I have, a, I have a bone to pick with you Somerville against Arsenal you missed a chance right that you probably should have done better with since that game you scored against Liverpool and scored against Leeds sorry scored against Bournemouth the hell come on man I mean the game you should have scored in, you didn't score <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it it drives it drives me. It's very funny, but well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Leicester versus um, everything was Leicester. Um, Leicester won this game soon I think Leicester are beginning to find their feet back again. I think everybody. Now, I I think obviously you won't blame us. Most people were thinking Rodgers was going to be sacked, and at the time, most people didn't really expect him to turn it around. Let's be real. At that stage of the season, at that point, when you look at the way things were going, the narratives, even in the summer when he was. Critiquing his the ownership, talking about the ownership, you won't blame anybody for thinking that he was gonna be sacked. And for the fact that didn't sign much players in the summer. I mean, it was very, very obvious that it was gonna be the case. But I think Colo Celeste was sticking with him. I mean, yeah, that's the case because they found themselves. I think the style of play, they've gotten something. I think in in, in the game they just have like this 235 system. According to um, Premier League that I read from Premier League pundit where he analysed and broke down their tactics in the game against Everton, and he talked about their tactics that they were adopting the, in, the, in the game and in game where they had this two three five tactic where um, um, I can't remember the graphic, two three five tactic where Jewsbury Hall would take up a position um, near um, one of the attackers, something along like these lines. But yeah, it was from what I actually they looked it and Madison has been crucial and integral to well, how they've they've played so far they've been playing i mean he, he has been good all season if i'm being honest with you he has been good all season and I, and this is one thing right during the summer when he was linked with Spurs, and you know we're talking about it i couldn't believe you should wonder about football fans on twitter a lot of them they have this view in their heads that if it's not the popular opinion they're not going to live with it they're not going to accept it and if it's not popular, and if you're not going to accept it as long as it's not the popular opinion, they're not going to accept it and not only that if somebody and they will need, they are willing to say just anything just to prove just to dispel it by all means possible. So for example, on Twitter, this is coach, I'm here Brook. I think it, it Twitter, He said, "Madison is in top ten attacking midfielders in the world." This was last summer, and I agreed with it because listen, this the season he had last. He had 18 goals, 18, 18 goals and 12 assists or 12, 12 assists, 12 goals, 18 assists. Either of the two, but bottom line, goes, let's say thirty GA, thirty goals and assists combined, right? That what he had last season. Goal contributions, whatever you want to call it, last season. That's a very good start. You see, listen, in every season, if player who brings in those numbers, attacking midfielder brings those numbers, that's a very, very, very good return. I don't care who you are playing against. I don't care who you're playing against. I don't care who you face. You can only be what's in front of you. And if for him to put up those numbers, that's a very good goal return. I mean, that's up there with many midfielders. What did that? What the worst? Then the guy got crazy. I was like, okay, fine. Who are the top? Who are the attacking midfielders in the world? I thought about it. Attacking midfielders. First of all, something you have to understand: it's not a role that's popular anymore in football. If you if you if you get in football nowadays, um, number tens, attacking midfielders, what they call them, their role has changed in football. So they don't play like they were like this designated number ten, those positions. So now when you check, what you have nowadays are mostly inverted wingers or maybe attacking midfielders who. They've been converted to like um, box to box, similar to box to box. Not exactly box to box. Let's say like KDB role, where um, they they don't, they are not just tasked with just attacking alone, right? You know, before then, they are just allowed to be luxury. They are allowed to be the luxury player. Everybody does the dirty work and just give them the ball to do what they have to do. You know, nowadays they are more of you know that role where they they are allowed to defend. They come back to press. They, they are involved. They are heavily involved. Back then, you could go somewhere like James Rodriguez. You could go the entire game. And as long as the ball falls on your feet and you can do whatever you want to do, do your method of magic, but everybody else does the work for you. And you're allowed to be the luxury player, but it doesn't work like that anymore, right? So, I like, and that's one. Now, even, even despite that, you know, sorry, even apart from that, most teams, with the fact that most teams are moving towards a 4-3-3 system, everybody's playing 4-3-3, there's almost no need for that kind of position, right? So, either you have a check or a who plays in the deep line, who is the deepest line of the three in the midfield, or one of them is like the box, but still, it's still not that kind of role it's still not that kind of role, your creativity comes from somewhere else nowadays I looked around the Premier League, I was like, I don't see anyone who's apart from De Bruyne obviously, in terms of that position I can't think of anybody else who's better than him I thought about even the last I was like, nobody else is, apart from De Bruyne, nobody else is better than this guy okay, let's leave the Premier League, let's go elsewhere in the world, let's go to um, German Bundesliga how I many attacking me are there? Bayern many don't play with attacking midfielders. They clearly don't. They don't play with midfielders. <laughs> they don't. Dortmund do not. They don't play one. They don't. They don't play with one. I mean, they don't. Right? You checked around. There was nobody. I was like, so what? was the debate about? Why is everybody disagreeing? With you? Even go to Syria, there's no nobody. You can't think about who is better than the who was better apart from KDB. I could think about. Even if the other players are there, but most of the time, I mean, Chanug is no better than him. No way, he's not. So who are you thinking about? And then. When I went out like no, I said this is why I don't think it's better. And I asked somebody, okay, fine, list the players. I mentioned, and the guy just listed, he was listing the players who were not attacking me, I was listing wingers, he was listing inverted wingers. All like, right, you see, I'm talking about a lot of fans do not. And even last summer, whenever I held on Zoom, a lot of fans didn't say a lot of fans thought it was average. Da, 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 da. Okay, fine, now the season has started it's now the popular thing to do to praise to praise um, madison i see this is exactly why you have to just stick to your own view and hold it tight i don't know that you can defend it and you know very well that what you're saying is true you just have to stick with it but yeah but, but madison i mean yeah, that's it again. and having burns also you know he's been doing well already i think that's the next guy up i think that's the next guy up i mean i've been monitoring the guy's progress for some time now he's been looking good for them i think so far i think he even spoke about trying to add goals to his game i think so far he has really done and he's obviously he's quick and um seems like of are gonna probably improve but as time goes on i think he will get better but leicester is it's good to see that leicester finds himself and obviously tillemans tillman is going to expire next summer it's good to see that he's actually getting in form again now is he is still the big Wolves for you last weekend also is that actually playing for a new um because he looks really poor didn't really look very good last season, but so far he has looked good is he playing for a new for a new team trying to get a new team to look his way because this country is going to expires i don't know but, but he has always been good, though. But I don't really think that's the case. Yeah, and um, Sunday started with um, Chelsea Arsenal. Now, um, I'm going to talk about this from two sides: um, from Chelsea then and from Arsenal's side. Um, from Chelsea's side, I'll start with Chelsea's side. Or well, let's start with Arsenal side since they won the game. Um, I have to say this: I think versus again, Arsenal's game plan, It's um, I think I've observed them in the first 20 minutes, they go out, they really go at you. If you can weather that storm, or counter it, or prevent them from getting at you in that first twenty minutes, in those in that first twenty minute spell, if you can weather that storm, or prevent them from doing that, you have Arsenal. You've them, and Man United did that very well. If you observe, in the, in the game against Man United, the first twenty minutes, they went at Man United, they went at Man United, right? They scored. But it was ruled out, right? It was a foul on this guy and they scored. It was their game, their game plan. So, that, my United said, okay, they went back at them. My didn't even let them. They went back at them. Because, sorry, made a mistake, sorry. Even in that first, before they scored that goal, my United were already on them. They were already on them. They didn't let them do what they have to do. They didn't let Arsenal come out. They didn't let Arsenal take a break. They didn't let them do anything. They didn't stand off Arsenal. They went at Arsenal. And Arsenal couldn't really handle it at that period, right? Even though Arsenal scored, then they were able to enter the game again. And then decide looking well. But they just couldn't. So, it's, so, everybody wants to beat them that's why they that's like their only loss this season if you play Arsenal right do not let them stand off don't stand off don't let them have that first 20 minutes they, that's what they have done once you have that, well, that first, they're searching for a goal or two once they get that goal or two they retreat when I mean retreat it's not like they've given up possession or anything but they, they, reduce, the intensity. they reduce the intensity then second half I think the last 20 minutes they try and raise it they try and raise in the last 20 minutes they try to raise in the last 20 minutes so it's like it's game management it's their game management so what you do is do not let once you know these things you have to match them in those two you have to match it going against them and standing off and preventing and just you know backing down it isn't the way if you're going to do that and I don't know if if Chelsea if that's what Chelsea was aiming to do but even if I don't think I I think Arsenal were just better than Chelsea in general yesterday because um um, the first because whenever Chelsea got the ball, they just didn't know what to do with it. I mean you'll see spells where they were breaking out, they were having a break, they were breaking out, and then they'll get in midfield and then they'll pass it back and then they will just not really be able to do anything with it. If you get me, they won't be able to do anything with it, they just won't be able to really threaten. They'll end up passing it back and then that was just it. But with Arsenal, it wasn't the case. Now. Even with Ben, with Ben yesterday, I mean, it was no surprise that Ben White was getting a lot of chances. I think he had one first shot in the first ten minutes. He had another one. Ben White was just all over them, and after the first twenty minutes, they couldn't score. The final minutes, but you know, I think most of the reasons Arsenal couldn't score was a lot of their final um, play in that final eighteen just wasn't clicking, and that's probably why. In my opinion, I think that's why they, they just just didn't work out for them. But Chelsea, on the other hand, just were, it was just a boring first half. I mean, yeah, it was tight. If, if, if you're looking, if, you, if you're looking, fortunately for the tactic side of tactical side of it, then that's the case. But if that wasn't the road you're looking out for, if you're just trying to look for goals, you just won't get. That. And it was no surprise. I think a lot of clear cut chances, and Jesus had the best chance of the game, and he just couldn't finish. I think this is one thing that makes it, that makes it quite amusing. Is the fact that Jesus, you know, his goal return. I think it's normal self is going to resume I think most people. I think, they, listen. Most people know that Jesus is not very a prolific striker. He's not a prolific striker, but what I think have done so far is by sharing their goals across the pitch. I think the fact that Jesus is—they have not had to be very reliant on Jesus to score—is but it's really it's something that they should be worried about. He hasn't scored in eight games now already. He hasn't scored in eight games, so he has five goals. Style like has some fire. I think most people got carried away. But I think most people knew that this guy just was never a clinical striker. I think it's shown already so far. I mean, he might score again, but you know, it's it's just the way he has always been. That even at Manchester, has always been like this, where he would start well, even if he would score the odd goal here and there, but he just wouldn't do that. But Arsenal are sharing the goals across their team has sort of reduced the the um, what I call it the impact? Is the right word to use the, the, the impact, okay? Yeah, the, the impact, the lack of impact, rather, from Jesus. So, yeah, um, they scored eventually scoring from um, a corner, and um, the corner was from uh, Gabriel. Listen, it's it, the, the manner of the goal, right? If you were a Chelsea fan, you would really live it. I mean, the way it, not only were Chelsea so bad, the way they defending that goal, I mean, Thiago Silva of all people, you would expect that he would do better in that situation, and he didn't. The ball just went through and then. It was just time and then gabriel just t- and look at kukurea kukurea was so bad all game i think brighton will be laughing their asses off right now i'm sorry language they'll be laughing off they'll be laughing so hard at the fact that they're able to flee chelsea for 60 odd million for kukurea and kukurea so far hasn't looked good He <laughs> just hasn't looked good i mean it, it, how bad i mean how bad were chelsea they were just they were just they were, just, they were, just, they were a disaster yesterday even if Arsenal gave them the ball to play, they wouldn't be able to score. I'm te- that was how bad. Aubameyang couldn't do anything. Even if. That was how bad yes, they were. They didn't create a lot of chances, nothing. Aubameyang was non existent. <sighs> it was just bad. Just were so bad. And one that I also want to talk about was Keppa. Sorry, not Keppa. Uh, Mendy. He had two scare moments of scare in the first half where. He was getting closed in and then he, he made he almost made a mistake in two different occasions. And I find it surprising where he's, yeah, he's still doing that, he's trying to draw draw a challenge to himself and then once once it flops he ends up, you know it's one of those things that makes that amuses me, I won't lie. <laughs> but yeah, well listen. Um fellow sports fans, le- listen, if you if you, Arsenal so far have looked good, right? And it's, it's it pains me to admit that they've looked good and the way they've looked. It's one of those things. They, they, they've looked good so far. I think people shouldn't be doing something nine. And lot people, of people have been saying so far that Arsenal, they've not. They, they've, um, against the teams they've waited, they meet somebody serious. Now, you could argue that they, they've met somebody serious away. They met my United and they lost. People could hold on to that. But since that game, obviously, that game against Manchester has been postponed. But the game against Liverpool, they won. I mean, you could whether you whether you could argue that Liverpool were not I've not been at their best this season. But on paper, that that is a traditional top six rival, so they won. Against Spurs, they won. That's traditional top six rival. Against um, Chelsea yesterday, they've won. Traditional now, whether you say the reasons, oh, this is why Chelsea didn't win, this is why Liverpool, this is why Spurs. You know, whether you look at it. At the end of the day, those teams could have played poorly and still beating Arsenal. But the fact that Arsenal still won those games, if we're being honest, if for have to be honest painfully, trust me, I'm not I'm not happy talking about this. I promise you, I'm not. If you if you could find if you you have just be honest, as I say so far they've looked good. And you have to pray that <laughs> their, their balloon burst very soon. <laughs> and listen, Saliba. And Partey, I think so. They are the two most important players in this Arsenal team, in my opinion. They are the two most important players in this Arsenal team. Party, so even last season, if you even check, Arsenal have. This move you're seeing from Arsenal is not really new, if I'm being honest with you, right? Last season, we saw glimpses of it, if I've been honest. If you check, he has a big Everton 5 1 on their last day. That was, by the way, so I bought. Even he has that point, tough already over, whatever. But even before the top four, before that game against Spurs and before the Newcastle game, those two games when they lost If you check, the game against them, um, even before, the, before Party got injured I think Party got injured, some of the players got injured, before those games They did, they, were, they looked good, I think the game against Leeds, they won Those games were, I think it was Crystal Palace, was it, pa- okay, they lost to Crystal Palace, but In those games, where I think Party was injured in those games, now Party is playing with them his look fit and obviously the um you could argue that the game against Maguire he didn't play that game I don't think he played that game it was um, Lokonga that played that game so yeah so there's a point to be made in that that maybe Partey, Partey is their most important player so far and then Saliba I think he has improved their defense the composure that he brings into their team it's it's um it's it's something that you just haven't seen for a long time with Arsenal. The composure that he brings, he's so calm in possession the way he plays. He doesn't panic. And there's one thing also you should also know: when people start over celebrating your mistakes in games, just know that you're doing something right. For example, the own goal against Leicester. I think there was this, the, the, one of their games again where he made a mistake. Was it the game against the draw against? Was it Southampton and the, draw, the home the game against Leeds? Also those games. You know, when you start looking at those mistakes, people trying to hype it. Just no. Ah, trust me, man, I don't like talking about Arsenal like this. It's it's not easy. <laughs> but yeah, when is that hype hyping those things? You know that you're doing something right in your games when that you're playing. But yeah, that's just it's just, it's just the way he has improved the defense. If he takes by away and puts holding there, the defense will be so chaotic. And it's amazing that it's he's just 21 years old. He's just 21, you know. And another thing, looking back at 2019. When um, l- l- Let me give let me you a big s- back story here l- Let me just say it anyways 2019 actually um, For William Saliba, for his services, the two teams that were trying to get him were Spurs and Arsenal Arsenal secured his services actually um, At the time, I remember very well Arsenal was celebrating about the about um, securing his services And he didn't play a lot and then he he was sent on loan and loan and loan and loan And I would say Arsenal managed him really well by sending him on loan then he played for them, and then blah, 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 voila! Yeah, they have a finished product. There, yeah Okay, anyways, let, <laughs> let me talk about Chelsea now. With Chelsea, I think Chelsea fans, I was talking about from civilians. Sacking of Grandpa, sorry, sacking of um, Thomas Tuchel was a very big mistake. I mean, if if it's if it's not, if it's if you don't think it is, I mean, I think even if at the time it happened, you didn't think it was. I think eventually time has shown that it was a big mistake. At the time of at the time of his sacking, my surprise I think I remember saying that my surprise was that he he got sacked way early. You know, I was surprised that it was it happened so soon. Maybe because it was it was it, um, bully was trying to look for a way, look for a reason, and then the result, the run of games just added to his reasons for for wanting to sack him. Maybe that was why. I was expecting maybe November or December Which is November I was expecting November, October I was expecting around that, that period for him to be sacked But not that early in September September right And that's what happened He got sacked The replacement I remember well. I think the replacement was I think I talked about two girls I'm uh, sorry Potter making that jump To Chelsea Where a lot of his results will be very very well scrutinized And listen I spoke to my, my friend yesterday who's a Chelsea fan after the game he was He was saying that Excuse me He was saying that at Brighton, Potter's results were never really amplified. You know, they could go. You Nobody know was really watching Brighton. I think he sort of added, he sort of supported the point I was making at the time uh, when he was sacked, when he was the new manager. Um, the result was watching Brighton. People watch the Brighton once in a while. Most people only watch Brighton when Brighton plays against their team. That's the truth. Most of you don't watch Brighton. Maybe if Brighton is playing against um, maybe a, a Crystal Palace, a Newcastle, um, a West Ham. Aston v- Villa or any of all these things. Nobody, most, most people didn't watch those games when you play Brighton, nobody don't watch those games when Brighton play those games, most people watch the games when Brighton play against their team, oh Brighton are playing against my team oh they played very well, 1-1 one, one draw or Brighton, Brighton drawing against your team or you beating Brighton and then Brighton giving your team a game, you know those are the games you watch and then you are like wow this manager is good but you never really watch it. games, most people never noticed that, yeah, most people didn't notice the fact that Brighton went games without scoring. The only time people started noticing was when it was amplified. Now at Chelsea, it's going to be amplified. Losing two matches on the bounce in that manner. listen, losing four-one, they look clueless when they lost four-one to Brighton last weekend. Losing to Arsenal, they look so clueless. I mean, Sterling was so bad, Birmingham was so bad. I I I remember when I stated the fact that when Chelsea got the ball in midfield they couldn't do anything, even when they would move forward they just couldn't do anything No, more. i can't remember a clear-cut chance that they had in that game i can not remember yes they could but i can't remember one that's how you know the games you watch and say i can remember this one off the top of my head this is a clear-cut chance that they had in this game in this moment but we had, you just couldn't i just can't remember anyone that I say okay this is a clear-cut chance that they had in this game none you can remember none and yeah maybe they, they brought on police each later they brought on um some of the other players later but none Correa was so bad I mean the fact that he was even for the goal that they conceded he was just hugging Xhaka <laughs> he was just hugging Xhaka <laughs> and then nobody was picking up Gabriel he just, got, he just went and tapped the ball into the net A free, free goal he was just so bad I mean Chelsea were so bad they were clueless now I, I don't know if you expect Bowley to sack Potter mid-season again I don't know but listen, for me, this is my view on the whole thing. I think Chelsea, at the time, the replacement was. I think the replacement was wasn't was, was bit underwhelming. On I, mean, I know people don't talk about the style, the work he did at Brighton, but looking at the way Brighton are performing without him, I think it's pretty obvious that Brighton, a lot of the system, the the machine, Brighton have a very well-oiled machine where they have a manager, a specific manager for a system. So there's a lot of work that have been done behind the scenes to build up what Brighton have right? Potter obviously was doing a very fine work there and so bringing in the Jeb who has similar philosophy, similar style of play not maybe not exactly similar but philosophy wise i think they are very similar you know even you know bringing in somebody like that to just come in and continue what they already have i think it's obvious that Brighton's system was more of them the system of the club rather than just Potter alone being the guy because if Potter was the guy as he left Brighton's style would have crumbled but they haven't, and they're still playing well. They're still playing. They still look very good. They still look threatening. They still look a threat. Their recruitment is still top notch. It's very likely to be top notch even in January. So it's it's not far-fetched if you when you look at it. So I personally think you know that uh, um, Porter, it's going to be very difficult. Especially, it's it's not very difficult, especially when the results so far haven't looked very good. You're not looking good. Losing two on the bounce, listen, I, I'm losing two on the bounce at any level for a big team. It, it's not looking good. Your your fans are not going to be happy. <laughs> they are not going to be happy. Your fans will definitely make you know that. Hey there, man. You're losing two on the bounce. It's not looking good, man. You know, fix up yourself. Fix up, fix up your, fix up your life, my guy. <laughs> you know. Listen, it's if they, if you had left Pukel and maybe till now, and then maybe they sacked him over the World Cup break and then they bring in someone like Henrique who's done with the, with the World Cup with Spain in January you know maybe at that time you can understand but because that many of available and another thing I've always said is over the years Chelsea this this system of manager doesn't play well they sack him bring somebody mid-season personally regavinizes the team and then they go on and win a trophy or two that clearly eventually was going to run out it was eventually going to run out at one point I, I think people were thinking when 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 probably did it so well though but another thing was that they had they always had top managers available There was only one top manager available that they could assess right at the time and they could get I think at the time when Tuker was sacked there was none available So going to poach Potter from Brighton looked like the quite easy and obvious um, decision you know to make because if you check, they couldn't get Enrique from Enrique was probably Enrique and Zidane were probably the only two top managers I know that were available. Keyword available in quotes, available in quotes because Zidane was more available than Potter. but sorry, it was more available than them. This guy, um, Enrique, but Enrique was in good the coach. But, but I'm saying that between two of them, I think the chess were more likely to get Enrique as manager. But gr- getting Potter that's why I felt like sacking 2K was too early. At least Tukka would have known to put up a fight, you know, do well and all that. But now, going into this period, now, obviously, the break, going to the break before the World Cup, they haven't really looked, they haven't looked very good. You know, it hasn't looked very good. And, and, and you, you don't, you now, the way Bolly has so much trust in this guy, Chelsea sacking two managers in one season will not look good at all. It's not going to look good for their image or anything. It's not going to look good on Bolly. It's, it's, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to feed into the night that a lot of fans have. Opinions they have about him that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's gonna fit into that 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 opinion that narrative He's gonna fit into it so much. A lot of fans will pirate parrot it and rejoice that view so well So it's not gonna look good for his image But l- listen with, with Chelsea, I think you might have money to bring in Kuku also in next summer I don't think that's an the issue then they have to get in recruitment. They have to get their recruitment right so they have to look at trying to get Creativity because yesterday that was one of the biggest issue um, and that thing also, whenever they brought in a new manager mid-season, there they, they was already a spine that was good enough to do it So in the season they won the Champions League, with when they sacked AVB, brought in um, um, Di Matteo, right? Oh, Di oh, wasn't top manager but they brought him in, there was already a spine available There was already Drogba, Terry, um, Drogba, John Terry, Peter Cech Right, that spine was already existing. Lampard, right? You see, this spine was already there, so that spine could really stay on their own. And all they had to do was get a few motivation, and then they do their thing and go out there and work and work really hard to grind and get results. They could win that guy out. The season they won the Champions League, the spine was still there. What was the spine? I think the spine of um, um, this guy was his name, Aspilicata was there. Um, the one from the that spine that was still there, there was I think there was um. Rudiger there was um um Kanti, there was Kante um there was Kanti, there was um oh Jesus Christ come off my my head I can't remember now there was Kanti and there was um oh Jesus Christ I can't remember (laughs) what is going on but you get my point The, the spine of the team that they have could really go and fight and do it now Kante isn't available as Likweta is aged Really, guys, no longer there. So those strong-minded individuals that when you're t- sorry, Tiago Silva also Tiago Silva, can't do it on his own. He's, age, he's older too. So those strong-minded individuals, they are still not at that level. I mean, they are no longer there, and even the ones who are there, they are aged. So it's obvious. And then the recruitment over in the summer, bringing Kokoreva, bringing Sterling, bringing um, this guy, what's his name from Juventus, Zachariah You know, when they bring in all these guys into the club, when you look at Chelsea, look around. Those strong-minded individual individuals are not there. Kant is currently injured. So I would understand why they they are struggling and why that new manager bounce, even if it is there, it's still not the new manager bounce just isn't, you know, showing. Listen, Potter has shown signs that he can do it. I think if Chelsea I think Chelsea found out to be probably patient. If they the route right, they are gonna go, they have to be very patient. How patient would they be? Because the banter is not gonna be easy to take. I mean, let's be real, it's not, you're not gonna to to get it easy. I mean, when you guys, when Chelsea were winning so much, winning when they, they, they were on top, they were making fun of everybody. But now, you know, everybody's gonna take revenge on you and take a pop at you. So it's it's normal. So be ready to expect it. I think that's probably what we'll, that's probably gonna make a lot of Chelsea fans on unsettled and probably push for him to be sacked. That's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this unfolds as they always go by. But yeah, that's end of my view on that game. And the next game in that game, next game, um, Aston Villa. Aston Villa on Man United. Southampton vs Newcastle, West Ham vs Crystal Palace all went on at the same time Aston Villa like winning in this game 3-1, started really well I think the bubble of uh, Ten Hag, I think they've busted already Ronaldo had quite a very interesting moment, I think he had a bit of scuffle with um, Cameron Mings but I think he got broken up eventually But um, Bailey scored 1-0 Then a um, second goal from a uh, free kick from Luca Dean. and then uh, even though my had got one back but eventually became 3-1 Aston Villa like winning this game 3-1 the Newcastle beating in 4-1. There's room. Yeah, there, after the game there was a report that from according to the Athletic, I don't know how true it is though. But I don't know if it's confirmed yet. But Sunderland has sacked Sorry, Hassan Hutu, I don't know how true that is, that report is, but we'll see if it's going to be true by today. Maybe for the end of today. But Newcastle winning 4-1. And again, Newcastle have done really well. You know, with their turn around. I said it say again. You know, their recruitment over the last two windows. The fact that they were relegation favourites last year, this time last year, and in two windows they've changed their, fo- they've turned their fortune around. I think this is dispelling every narrative that a lot of sports fans that say have are holding to that. It can't be done in one window. It can be done in one window. If listen, January window it was done. They they stayed up, finished. I think eleventh. Now already, I think they won three games in four matches. Their last four, they won three their last four games. This is I and mean, very convincingly you won yesterday convincingly, and Amiron. I mean, his goal scoring run is continuing. All right, I know a lot of fans are like against I personally, I, I, I think it's a purple patch from Amiron. Amiron, I think it's a purple patch. I think maybe Adi is at his peak because I think he's close to twenty nine now, so he has been there for some quite some time. I think it's a purple patch i don't really think it's it's long term maybe it could be i can be wrong then bruno de Marais scoring again so just was 4-1 and that's one the one thing that makes it very beautiful at newcastle it's yeah the, the, i read in the comments I already one time um they were, so, they were voting for goal of the month i think player of the month or something like that and uh, bruno de Marais, he was nominated um amir was nominated and then this guy amir was nominated and said he, he actually campaigned and told the fans to vote for Amiron, that um amir deserves you know I think that's quite a good touch. I think Bruno Guimaraes is probably the, like, the most likable player in the Newcastle team probably one, I think aside from Kante, I think in Premier League right now, probably the most likable is Bruno Guimaraes I mean it probably would have been Son, but a lot of people hate sports already, so by extension they hate Son So I, I won't say uh, as a consensus, everybody likes Son I would say as a consensus, everybody. I think Guimaraes is probably the one everybody likes aside from Kante But yeah, decide really, so they won the game 4-1 um, They are up third, having a good season so far in West Ham is the Crystal palace. Um West Ham scoring first. Um, ben This game always has a banger. You know score. You always have a game where you see a banger been scored yeah, from Ben Rama This time, um, first goal equalizer from sorry first goal then equalizer from Zaha and Zaha got the assist. Um, if you ask Zaha your FP or your cool. <laughs> Olysse scoring to make it 2-1 last minute, basically the last kick of the game to win 2-1. I think that's crucial for last first win of the game. And finally, suppose the Liverpool game. I uh, I'm gonna talk about this game at length. Um listen, if you if you when this game started, when this game started, it's not the way I expected it to start. And I think I'm I'm more calmer now in yeah, yesterday I was so livid, I was so angry. You know, when I mean angry, when I mean livid uh, because the matter of the defeat was what made it annoying the second half if sports play like that all season and it's not even and what makes it really really amusing is the fact that it is all self-inflicted you know Conte is the one who keeps selecting Emerson and then when you select him and you get what you get on the pitch you know you can't really be mad and as i see i've said before i'm not mad at Emerson Royale i'm not i'm, I'm tired it's like getting mad at a lion for being a lion you know it's like getting mad at so you know for someone for do what he's, he's gonna do what he's gonna always do you know he won't change he won't change he will not change his spot again my a leper for being a leper a leper doesn't change a leper doesn't change his spots. it's just the way he is so i who he is. if you play Emerson, that's what you're gonna get you know and you know and it's it's one of those things that really that really annoys me, you know, when I see Conte. You see Conte get you I'm like, guy, yeah, you can't be really upset. You, you selected him, you know. <laughs> you selected him. <laughs> so now the team starts basically the same team that started in Champions League, except um, with the exception of um, Son who got injured, who got injured, and um, Mora. I think Mora didn't start, so there was a bit of um, there was a change in this in the personnel. But you know, it was three-five-two. perish is starting like second striker behind Kane. It was three-five-two between Spurs. Listen, Spurs started very slowly. Um, they started very slowly. They had to wait the Liverpool score. When they scored and then they hit the bar. Decided come back to the game. I mean, I, you just listen. I one-nil. I, I, listen, if the game ended first half one 0 I think Spurs would have won. But Eric Dyer making mistake again you know that mistake, he just set Salah up to get a free goal and then to make it to I think at that point, the game was done, because the game against Bournemouth last weekend, going 2-0 down, sports could have been to come back win that game right because it's like this first half this game where i don't know if they are conserving their energy the first half they hold on to the first half they conserve the energy they play poorly in the first and then the second half they come to life i don't know if they're trying to weather the storm in the first half, and then they try and then when you go into the second half and then they come at you you know it's 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 been what sports have done basically all season probably for most part of this season i'll say most part and I will not be surprised if you check the start of sports that have scored the most goals in the second half or scored more goals in the second half and one more points in the second half From one This is exactly why sports have more points from losing position so far this season because they they come in the Newcastle game the same thing first half play poorly second half come alive score one but it's not enough Against Bournemouth against Marseille you know these kind of games these teams are not as good If those two teams again if Marseille has gone too lean up maybe sports would not have won that game if these two teams go up go a goal up and then you come back to this game you're trying to win it's it's not it's not easy it's not easy i mean against liverpool and newcastle who have been good so far this season it's obvious that they have that it's going to be difficult to equalize and get, make a 2-2 draw although Spurs probably could have it was 2-2 two, two um um 2-2 draw probably could have because um hit the bar i think on two occasions sports just looked better Perish hit the bar Paris, uh, i think he felt first was hit the bar sports should have probably should have going so, but sports deserve something from this game and it was no surprise that Kulusevski being introduced, you know, sort of gave Spurs the, he won an assist, got an assist immediately, he got onto the pitch. And that's Kulusevski who is not even 100%. It's gonna be, uh, and the fact that he's not going to be the World Cup is quite a good thing, because um, he's, he's going to use the entirety of December to really work, work out and be prepared for next year. Listen. I, I think, I think, and this sort of confirms what I'm saying all, se- all season. I think absence of Kulusi'ski, our team just suffers. If you look at the stats that Spurs have with Kane and Son, you know when Kane, Kane when he plays, I saw his stats in midweek. When when Kuluseski plays, the 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 gulf in class between when he plays and when he doesn't play is just so wide. You know, Spurs lose more points. Spurs don't create as much chance. Don't score as much goals when he's not playing. But when he's playing, he's look. I mean, the fact that when he plays, he makes the right decision almost every freaking time. Almost every time he plays, he makes the right decision almost every time. And it's, 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 um, it's one of those things that you, you just, I don't know, I think sports have been very unlucky, very unlucky, you know, apart from the fact that you know, even though they play poorly, I think so far, luck has come it's sort all of lack of luck has come into it. I mean, losing, um. Richard Lisson and Kulusevski for large portions, and then Kulusevski having couldn't. I don't think he was fit enough to start this game. He played mid but he wasn't. He he walked. He was he going to training, but he wasn't going. He wasn't fit enough to start the entire game. I think Kulusevski playing, if he started this game against Liverpool, maybe Spurs would have won. If he started, he would have won. I because I remember how many games I can remember. The game against Arsenal, I think if he started that game, Spurs would have actually won or got something from that game. The game against. um um, Newcastle, the same thing. have the same view. I think if he had played from that game against Newcastle, I don't know if that that he has been out. All the games sports have lost. If he had actually played, sports would have actually won or drawn them. It's just it's just so different when he plays and when he doesn't play. And listen, you know, yesterday when, when the game ended, I was very upset. But I sat and I thought about it. You know, do you really expect much from the game? Apart from being upset at the players and why they don't start the game very well. Let's be real. Um, Kulusevski was our only hope or in terms of creativity, right? So most people don't like Mora, most people don't like Brian Hill. So your only, your best bet is Kulusevski, right? He's not hundred percent fit, so I can understand Spurs not starting him in that game and trying to preserve him and conserve and see what they can hold on to with him on the pitch, right? With him on the bench. So I am not with the injury crisis Spurs have, especially an attack Son out, Richarlison out, and Kulusevski not being hundred percent. I can understand why. I can. The result was hard to take, but if you look at the circumstances surrounding it, you 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 might say, okay, fine, you understand. But I don't really know if I can fully accept that loss because um, it's it, it's very. If looking at the fact that Liverpool they were there for the taking and the manner of the, the, the defeat, the fact that the two goals were a away for Salah, I mean the fact that Salah had free space and then the second one Son just I mean Dia just headed it. But I mean it just showed lack of awareness. Headed it back, tried to head it back to Lloris Gave it to some more, um, Salah and Salah scored. I mean, listen, a lot of you hype up Dia, It's obvious that he's not a good defender. And listen, when football, for one thing, football fans don't even understand this, you know, I don't know. Maybe they understand, or they're just trying to believe. Or maybe it's blind faith. They're trying to hold on to the one good game player. Has. Just because a player have a good game once in a while does not mean that's their standard. Even Paul McShane and Titus Bramble, they've had good games, but they are generally very bad defenders. Generally known as, they are generally known for more comical defending than they are known for good defending. That's to tell you everything you need to know. Once you are known more for something than you are for the other, that is who you are. Dia is a general. Before my view on Dia changes, I think 15 games he has to play 15 games very well consistently before I, I would change my opinion of him. Not play 15. Not in that fifteen-game spell. It's going to have one good game, one bad game. No, I'm talking about fifteen games on this, on the bounce, playing very well. Then I would really say Dyer is a very good player. But I won't change my mind because you know why? Listen, it's not. It's he, he's just this. You you what you expect this moment from Dyer? He's known for this. And and listen, most, I don't think I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna call for Conte to be sacked. As I said before, I'm, I'm not Conte out. I think. Sports are, I think he is the right manager for the job I, I think the second half of that game, second half in matches so far this season I've shown you that what sports can be if they back the guy if they go in and say okay Conte, here's the money, do this, do this and he said going to say as long as every window sports go in and keep spending so it means January sports have to spend in January sports have to go in and get players that he wants in January you can't stand still knowing that it's a rebuild job, sports have to really go in January and really go and get in players in summer Another thing people need to also um, accept: there are two things involved here. Conte has only had two windows, okay? So you can't really come here and say, "I want to critique, I want to get upset," and you can't really do that. You have he has two windows: January and summer, and summer. And so far, he has done well what he could do. When he joined last year, sports were ninth in the conference, just got knocked out of the conference. I think we we're knocked out the, just, I think in Conference League he was able to find a way to cover the champions league i think one of the things a, a lot of sports fans got carried away by that champions league qualification because i i, I don't know who's, who's giving you guys this view or who's sports it's not a generally good squad okay it's i, I and i've never been delirious like, if you listen to me all season last season i've always talked about how I didn't really expect to finish top 4, I was like, I don't think we finished top 4 last season I said it multiple times last season and they finished top 4, I was not surprised that they did top for finish top 4 I said it, I said the squad was not generally a good squad, I mentioned players that I think they should be sold and I always mentioned them and I, always, I was always quite concerned with what I said, I don't think they were good enough squad last season and even I gave the window a 5.5 over 10, I didn't give it a 10 over 10, 10, so I knew very well that it's not a good thing manage your expectations, you know the top 4 sort of blinded a lot of you to the fact that sports are not still a very good squad Session is not uh, the second coming of um of um, which wingback I'm not gonna remember now of um, Cancelo, sorry um Marcelo. is not the second coming of him. Um Emerson Real is t- listen, as long as you have too many of these guys, Emerson Royal Session Dyer, um um well Sanchez, you know these players are too many in your team. Once they are too many and they are in a key in a key position in the team. Means look at them, look at the amount of people I've mentioned. There's a great chance that at least two of them will always play a game. As long as two of them always play a game, you know, you whatever you see, see, you're gonna get it. You're gonna whatever you get, you, you see, you get, you know, you just take it like that, and that's what I'm talking about with sports. You know, do not get carried away. And, and then, okay, fine, sack the manager. Who are you gonna bring in? You bring another manager, and then he comes in, and then you—he he has this manager. I don't think he's gonna be a manager bounce because last year Conte couldn't give the, get the manager bounce, couldn't get those new manager bounce out of them in the first in that training of last year. It was he had to there had to be a general window first before you could get that manager bounce. So you're seeing that it's ridiculous to even call for him to be sacked. But if it happens, you're gonna go back to the same spot you were last year. And then you just do another rebuild, and then you get to the same position again next year because New Madrid is doing a rebuild, trying to. So you see why it's not it's not a good idea to even call for a sack. I do not really want. I don't even know why you guys are doing this. You you are just overrating the squad better than it is. It isn't. It's not a good team. It's not a good squad. Just accept it, manage your expectations, and be hopeful of what you get. You know, look. Generally, I think a lot of sports fans should really push, put pressure on the ownership to really go and get recruitment, because if you want to. If you really want to be serious, you have to. Do not go about and start giving windows eight over tens when you know that the entire squad was not be fixed. Not be fixed. If you know that the bad players are still here, do not give the window eight over ten. Give it a five. Give it the window for what it is: a five over ten or five point five over ten until your demands are met. Do not say there's a new flashy player here. Oh yeah, the squad. nah don't do that. You know, don't. You just get carried away so freaking easily. But in turn I could. I, you, you just football fans being fake though. Well, I I don't know why they, they they always fall for this every freaking time. But that's my, my take on that to the game and there were moments in that game again like i said earlier um the penalty that fulham man city won against fulham um it was funny because um it was quite similar to the one says should have gotten um Spurs should have gotten against the i probably even the red card for trent and he wasn't giving dingo Vera. this is back to my point i'm not gonna blame the referee for that loss i'm not I, i'm going to be consistent here it's not the referee's fault if sports started again very early you will not even need to against referees make mistakes all, all games there, there's a general level of incompetence in referring in Premier League. At the is and as Premier League is the most watched league at the moment. It's probably the highest level, you know, at the highest level. If I'm being honest, right? Because at the highest level, comp- because it's more of the top five leagues in, the, in 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 Europe, right? So at the highest level, the fact that the level of officiating is still that bad, even with the with the introduction of technology like V R, they are still bad. It means that there's just maybe it's just time to just. You know, accept that it's time for personnel change. when you do a personnel change, how many people want to be referees? I said this from one of my episodes last season, last summer, last season. How many of you want to become referees? Nobody raises their hand. If you do if I a five-way side scene and want to select players, who wants to be the referee? Nobody raises their hand. So if, you, if that is the case, since you are very well aware of that, then what exactly is the reason? For you know, people, people saying we want more referees, but nobody wants. you nobody around you, you, you don't know anybody who wants to be a referee growing up, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. We are very well aware of very well aware of this. So you know, just accept what you going to, Just take what. you except there have to be more programs to encourage people to be referees, and that way you get the competent hands in. Otherwise, you you won't get the, the worst of the worst. You know, and and that's just it. And it's it's one of those. It's quite sad, but it is what it is. You know. No, I'm not gonna blame referees for that. Referees for that lot. Yeah, it could have been a penalty. The referee have been a red card. But even last season, also the two-two draw, Emerson Royal did that to I think Jota, right? You know, it wasn't giving though. But you see, I'm talking about consistency. And I don't say we're asking for consistency. I'm sorry, man. Most people just want referees to be in their in, in their corner. You know, so I'm not gonna blame the referees. If you play a good game in general, you will never care about those things. I remember, remember the game some years ago when Sports played against Sunderland. Um, Ventongens scored a goal that was wrongly ruled out. Ventongens was in his half when the ball was played to him. I think Chris Foy gave it an offside, which was a very dumb decision. It wasn't an offside? Sports won that game 2 1. You know why most people don't remember Most people remember the offside and they laugh it off? You know why sports people don't care about it? because sports won that game 2-1 that is exactly why nobody cares because sports got 3 points 2-1 3-1 it's still the same 3 points you could argue whether it's goal difference Well, yeah it's still the same 3 points but we don't care. so if you play well and you win the game you won't care about those things referee decisions happen every game bad decisions happen every game even in the Chelsea versus was Arsenal game in that game that Arsenal won the decisions that went that went against Chelsea the decisions that went against Arsenal that went against Arsenal right? Arsenal fans are not talking about it now because you know why because I remember the yellow card that Saka got Saka got a yellow card Publisher, should have. try should have got a yellow card in that game, right? Arsenal was like, oh, 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 oh. if it just as has said this is referee's fault, but it wasn't. They won the game, nobody's talking about it. I'm talking about ref- football fans are fickle. They don't it's hypocrisy. Most fans that's like in general, people have to just come together and say, Can we fix referee decisions? Referee generally incompetence? Instead of saying that one team is being favored by the referee, can you just come together and accept that there's general incompetence in the league and it's time for everybody to just call for better officiating in general? and that way you get a fair game that's just my take but nobody's going to do this gonna, it's going to be easier to say oh referees have to get me referees have to get me and that's just but yeah um, thanks for listening to this episode I think that's my that's my rant thank you for listening to me <laughs> I really appreciate um, there's a midweek game obviously I think there's a league cup and yeah there's a league cup which there's another thing also I assume to okay, will quickly If I even go I'm um, on the sports thing. lastly I think as a have somebody support the theory that sports players are conserving their energy after the World Cup, because of the World Cup, and that's why they start games very poorly. There could be a tr- there could be true to that because they've shown that they can play well. I w- I'm interested to see how they will look after the World Cup. So by January when they return, I'm curious to see how they will look if they will start games very well. If the intensity is raised, I want to see how they look by the time everybody returns in January. But yeah. <coughs> And also I'm looking forward to the World Cup, I can't wait for this break to be over so this break to come so I can just take a break of sports, sports have done me enough damage you know <laughs> sports we've done enough damage time to give me a break please you know and then go cheer for the exit of Ghana in the World Cup <laughs> yeah well thanks for listening um uh, yeah thanks for listening it's a midweek game against Nottingham forest hopefully we win that game and then you know and this funny enough this game should have been in December but it's so condensed everything is just happening so fast Everybody just wants to just get to the World Cup quickly, as quickly as possible. But yeah, thanks for listening. Have a nice week and um, I'll see you guys in the next show. Bye.